don't just sit there. You've got a bunch of monsters to meet. Who are you? What did you do to us? I'm the doctor. Remember that. This is the TARDIS. It travels time. I've met you three before, but you haven't met me yet. That's time travel for you. Hello and welcome to Lapsed Gamer Radio, the community podcast about video games which aims to bring lapsed and active gamers together in an effort to keep the hobby alive for us all. I'm your host Mark Hamer and today we'll be talking about what we've been playing recently and any new stories of note. Joining me today are Ali and Stuart. Good evening gentlemen. Hello. Good evening. So before we move on to what we've been playing, uh, how have those who've been taking part in the Backlogathon been coping over the last few weeks, or well, the last week since the last episode? <laughs> since your confession uh, yeah. <laughs> and, well. and Andy ripping on us for pulling out any excuse we possibly can well yeah <laughs> uh, it's not an ex- no right come on right okay I'm going to defend myself then so what because Andy's not here I've, yeah because Andy's not Andy's not here to, to, to fight back right um, I've already played the first Dishonored loads um I just wanted the definitive version of it because it's a game I really like. Uh, Dark Souls 2 is a game I've beaten several times. It's the first Dark Souls game I ever beat. But I never played the DLC and I wanted the definitive version of that game because it's one that I like to go back to. So that's why I bought those two when they were cheap. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. And Absu was only a few hours long. Yeah. I am still... um, knocking through my backlog I am okay yes I haven't managed to keep to the pledge of like I will not buy games until I've cleared the backlog I broke that ages ago and I carried continued to break that but I am actually clearing games faster than I'm buying them so (laughs) that's still a win there yeah yeah exactly I'm getting there just a little bit slower than I'd planned (laughs) although I'm unofficially not taking part in the backlog of fun um, it is spurring me on to kind of go yeah I really should go back and complete some games um, mm. so I have managed to complete a couple here and there um, just throughout the end of last year and trying to this, the rest of this which we'll come on to and I've gone to my games played but uh, so although I'm not officially doing it for any reason other than the fact that it's like yeah I've really got a lot of games in my pile of shame so I need to get through them but mm-hmm. yeah why not doesn't stop me buying games though yeah, <laughs> Stuart, you got any confessions? I don't. Or have, any updates? I actually don't have any updates or confessions this week. My, oh. game, my game time has been limited, but I haven't spent a penny on anything either. Fair enough. Well, I haven't spent a penny on anything since last week. Um, I came very close to, against my better judgment, buying Street Fighter Five, <laughs> um, because it's like, have you seen how cheap it is uh, on the um, current PlayStation sale? No. It's like it's like. Fifteen pounds with the with the season pass. Yeah, it was like that on um, Steam there as well. Yeah, a, a couple of weeks ago as well. See, I played that at Eurogamer uh, not last year, well, twenty what are we in now? So be twenty fifteen uh, when mm. it was released and that, and it, it was really really good. But then obviously it's had a bit of a, a checkered release. Mm. Um, I think uh, personally, I think it's one of the easier. Well, fighting games out of them all that's fine that's perfect for me oh, yeah, that's yeah, the thing yeah. it's like that's the thing it's like yeah it's got loads of problems uh, but at the core gameplay is still Street Fighter so it's still 
you know apparently really really good yeah uh but to play it properly i need to get a fight stick as well and it's like yeah okay the game's 15 pounds but a fight stick's gonna cost me 70 quid yeah. for a decent one so <laughs> yeah uh yeah backed away from that but i have finished two games um but we'll talk about that when we when we go on to what we've been playing so I haven't bought anything, and I've finished two, and I'm on the verge of finishing a third. <laughs> Moving swiftly on to what we've been playing over the last week. Uh, Stu, why don't you start us off? Okay, well, as I just said, um, my gaming time has been very limited this week, what with sort of family activities and um, just actually editing last week's uh, show. So this week I have been mostly playing on mobile. Uh, so I have three games. This that are week, this I week. have mostly been wearing nipple clamps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> nipple clamps might have been preferable. <laughs> um, well, actually, as I've just said that, I might as well go on to the first game. I have been playing the new WWE-themed um, game on iOS and Android, which is called WWE Champions. This is... It's a match three game in the sort of style of Bejeweled and all of the other clones, etc. Um, where you have control of a wrestler, you are given the board in front of you, you try and make the biggest combination you can, and then the other player, either computer controlled or um, an online player, actually then has the same board and tries to do the same again. So each time you do that, a certain amount of um, you know the gems equal damage and what have you against the other person. So it's kind of interesting that way, but the problem with the game is that it puts the in-app purchases up front and centre and in your face, even from the startup loading screen, uh, giving you the daily deal, deal of the day, and it just pushes so hard uh, to try and get you to spend some money on either the in-app, um, you know, in-app currency and what have you, or to try and get new wrestlers and things like that, and it's sucks <laughs> it's not it's an interesting concept but it's just implemented so poorly if it had been maybe a fiver and you got a fairly good chunk of game um, that you weren't constantly being bombarded with in-app purchases and what have you and that you were able to complete a good majority of the game without um, even having to even think about getting any of the in-game currency I would have been possibly tempted but this just as any WWE themed game usually does just pushes so hard uh, to try and get you to spend money. Yeah, I've been trying it as well, um, and I, I feel exactly the same. I've actually deleted it off my phone now because it was doing my head in. Um, <laughs> but I've last night I watched the Royal Rumble live because I'm sad, um, <laughs> and on that and the shows leading up to the Royal Rumble, they've been pushing this app hard, um, mm. and it just worries me with the in-app purchases, and it's it's, it's a, an argument that keeps going on and on and on because uh, WWE goes to a lot of a wide range of ages but it's fairly focused on the children um, and obviously they're going to want to play that and then it's just constant bombardment from the parents of you know you need to buy this you need to buy that and it's it sucks yep. well to be fair it's like that's that's now the model like with clash of clans and game of war and thingy of thingy and all of those other nonsense little mobile free-to-play games with with exorbitant in-app purchases that mm. you know they're making money hand over fist otherwise i wouldn't see the same advert for game of war before every fucking <laughs> youtube video and they wouldn't have they wouldn't be able to advertise with high budget adverts with arnold schwarzenegger and kate upton and people like that on like you know national television mm -hmm. they're making money hand over fists um 
And it's just the I guess it's just WWE trying to get in on that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Vince McMahon likes money. Oh yeah. Is he still in charge of wrestling? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still chairman gotcha. of the WWE. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although oh. Triple H is trying to take over, he's he's still there. No, yeah. Right, okay. He'll have to die, I reckon. Yeah. Did he ever recover from the time that the current president steps into the ring and shaved his head? <laughs> yes, yeah, he I did. Think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump did that once. He did yep. indeed. Wow. WWE Hall of Famer President Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other game that I've been playing has been Word Cookies. Uh, this was actually a recommendation from a friend of the show, Howard, uh, at Welsh Benno. It is an interesting little sort of word um, game where you are given a frying pan and there's a certain amount of letters um, on the frying pan, either four or five or six, depending on what level and what have you that you're on. And you have to try and create as many three, four, five or six letter words as you can out of those um, set of letters. And there's a certain amount of words that they already have sort of pre-decided of what you should be able to make. And if you can get all the words from that um, selection of letters, then you'll move on to the next uh, level. It's a nice little distraction game and it's it's not too bad. So it's not. Um, there's a little bit of sort of currency as such. You can buy clues, um, but it's very, very generous um, for the amount that you actually start off on. And actually making a little bit of currency when you complete levels and things as well that I haven't even thought about getting it. Um, there's also some in-app um, adverts and things, but if you turn your mobile data off or your Wi-Fi off, um, they don't actually appear and you can sit and play the game for as long as you like without getting those up. So that's quite nice. Hmm. Um, as I say, it's a very simple little word one. It's, it's a nice little distraction and just sort of um, keeps you playing um, without being too intrusive about um, what it's actually trying to do to and the last one I have been playing is I Love Hugh, H-U-E. Um, this is only out, I think, either this week or last week. It's an interesting little colour palette um, sort of puzzle game. Basically, they give you a colour palette up on screen and, and you have like two or three seconds to have a sort of quick look at it and then they shuffle all the tiles. Um, some of the tiles on screen will stay static um, to give you an idea of where the rest of the tiles um, need to move to. So you literally just sort of sit and swap the tiles until they're all sort of in the proper um, colour palette of um, fades and things like that. Um, a little bit of in-app purchases, uh, to play each level costs three little prisms and you start off the game with a hundred prisms. Um, you can either buy the prisms themselves as you go along um, or you can, uh, there's sort of in-app videos and things that you can watch um, cool. or every day they give you five free prisms anyway so you get at least one level free a day. Um, while you're playing it. They, it is um, a little bit of internet um, connected because it has sort of an average score for each of the levels and obviously then you're trying to beat uh, that score um, mm. on your playthrough. It's not quite UGS uh, or Auxiliary B um, so it's not as a, a puzzle game but it's not a bad little game um, for the colorists out there. Um, it's not too bad. I haven't reached the end of sort of the free um, bits and pieces but I haven't been playing it solidly either but I'm sure if I do and it takes a little bit too long for it, um, the actual energy meter and what have you to fill up I probably will dump it but otherwise it's ineffective <laughs> yeah I've been kind of spoilt by um, 
by Orcsby. Like I haven't actually been able to get into a uh, a mobile game since I played that mm-hmm. uh, because, like, well, for, for me that game was just so perfect yeah. and completely free. Uh, and like the endless modes, I'm st- I'm still flicking on every now and then and, <laughs> and play the endless mode on that game because it's just constantly making procedurally generated puzzles uh, yeah. and they're always really good. Um, yeah, I haven't been able to get into a mobile game since then. I've, I've tried a few and it's just like, mm, uh, this isn't quite like Orcs B. <laughs> <laughs> so that game has ruined me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do like the sound of uh, I Love You. So. Yeah, it's worth having a wee go. As I say, it's... Hmm. If you're that sort of that way minded and things and don't have an issue with colours and things on mobile phones, it's it's a nice little play. Mm. Okay, cool. So any of those that you'd particularly recommend to a lapsed gamer? I'm guessing not WWE champions. No, I would probably say <laughs> Word Cookies is probably the mm. least inoffensive with its in app purchases. And as I say, if you turn right. mobile data or Wi Fi off, then you get very, you don't get pestered at all, basically. And uh, good. It's, there's plenty of levels to go through, and it's, it's just a nice little word game. Hmm. That's an instant uninstall for me. If you get like updates reminding you to play the game, then I'll just uninstall the game. There is some notifications, but you can turn them off. As I say, it actually okay. technically okay, just, that's good. It just gives you like a, a free word. Um, so if you're stuck on a board or whatever and can't get any further, yeah. it'll give you like a free word um, on the notifications. That's as much as it does. Um, so if anything, it actually makes it a little bit easier. So it's not too bad. Yeah, I keep forgetting that I've got Adventure Capitalist installed on my phone, which is just the most pointless game you could imagine <laughs> it's just it's a tapper um yeah. and you tap until you can hire people to do the tapping for you and then they'll tap faster and then you make more money so that you can hire more people to tap faster uh and there's no point to it and i keep forgetting that i've got it on got it installed and every now and then i'll get like an update a message pop up saying wait why don't you come back and play and i'm like i'm gonna uninstall you next time i get a few minutes <laughs> and then forget again <laughs> Uh, okay, Ali, you've got quite a lot of games to talk about, so why don't you be the meat in this sandwich? Oh, bless you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously this is my very first uh, episode of uh, 2017 News-wise, where it's uh, what I've been playing. Uh, I was a lucky boy over the holiday season, and I've just had a, a birthday as well, so I've got a, a, a quite a, a collective of games uh, to rattle through. Some of them have been mentioned before, so I'll briefly go over some of them. Um, but yeah, let's start at the top. Uh, Guitar Hero Live. Uh, I actually bought this for my wife uh, on the PS4. Um, it was £30 for the party edition, which meant you got two guitars with it. Um, I quite like the other Guitar Hero games. Um, we It was something that I think she brought me the first Christmas we were together. Um, and we really enjoy them, but this version is shit. Um, the guitar they've changed it so you've got three buttons up three buttons below it rather than just having six in a row um, and then previous ones had that like solo pad thing um, so that doesn't quite work for me because songs that are on this one that I were on previously I could go up to a medium or hard difficulty um, and do it with not ease but I could pretty much get 90% plus of the notes uh, and on this I'm, I'm struggling a little bit obviously it's the uh, the muscle memory you know memory. if you play a real guitar you have to go up and down six times oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could play kind of a real guitar <laughs> um, but I don't know it's just, it just feels awkward it doesn't feel natural because it's an actual button press as well um, yeah. it's quite hard to explain um, but yeah so it, it's okay um, the, uh, the the way you buy games is just completely fucked as well 
Um, you have to buy access to a channel with credits to get the gate to get the, the song, and I don't think you get it for life either. Um, so it's just completely messed up. Um, I know recently, just before, just after Christmas, Ubisoft have announced that they've actually acquired Guitar Hero and DJ Hero, and was it something else as well? So what they're going to do with it, I don't know. Uh, probably fuck it up even more. Um, but yeah, that's Guitar Hero Life. It's okay. It, it does what it does. Um, Have you yeah. ever been tempted to try out Rocksmith? Yes, but I had an issue. I don't know whether I needed to restring my guitar, but uh, when it the first iteration that came out, uh, it didn't pick up the strings properly um, and stuff. It wasn't picking up the strings or wasn't picking up the notes? Uh, both. So some of the notes, obviously, if I do the note wrong, uh, don't get the fret quite right, then obviously that comes up wrong but then sometimes I'd be doing mm-hmm. things and I'm like no that definitely is the note um, yeah that might be that the in- your intonation is off yeah but I haven't played two which is fiddly to do um, but yeah you know it, it's, it's good fun it's a nice little party game it's just a bit a bit frustrating that you can't just go in and buy you, you uh, any song that you want uh, for mm-hmm. X amount a couple of pounds whatever um, and then also yeah. that they changed the guitar lay- layout I quite like just the six buttons in a row um, but yeah, that's that really. Um, Fair enough. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Um, it was actually. Hey. I think, I, think I, I was getting a little bit disappointed at Christmas because it's like the last present I opened. I think near enough, and I was like, mm. I really want it because you were talking about it quite a bit and whatnot. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I also got a new hard drive for my PS4. So on Christmas Day night, I put my new hard drive in and then put that straight in, and then on Boxing Day. Uh, before more family came around uh, I managed to sink my teeth into it quite a bit and throughout the Christmas period uh, I'm at chapter 4 I think yeah right okay Um, so I've just met that guy that I can't remember his name Uh, what's the guy that's got the weird scarf or whatever it is like the feathers the the, the, uh, one with the the very flamboyant voice yeah of Kingsguard and stuff because he's Uh, yeah yeah, Kingslave, yeah. It, yeah. Um, I, uh, I can't remember uh, his name. Ardin? Yeah. Is it Ardin? Could be Ardin, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, just met him and. He's an arsehole. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but I've not really done much of the mission with him because I can get sidetracked, which is very easy to do uh, in Final Fantasy XV. Because yes. there's so many side quests and it's great and it, the game looks great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just really enjoying it. Um, got used to the combat quite quickly. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy, really. It's it's good. I I got really used to the combat as well, and then I was like, uh, I because I subscribed to the Final Fantasy subreddit ages ago, and I've completely forgotten. Uh, and then I saw something pop up on my homepage on Reddit uh, with like advanced combat techniques, and apparently I was like, there's way more nuance to the combat than I thought, because like you think you just usually just kind of like do the warp attacks and hold circle or square or whatever it is to to do your attack yeah. uh, but like pressing the bu- pressing and holding buttons in different combinations whilst moving the sticks in different directions does dis- different moves Ooh, okay. and I, ha- I had no idea no 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 I know a few people it doesn't ever tell doing, you that because um, you can actually turn on the oh, what do you call it weight mode weight mode that's it yeah yeah um, but now I, I, no, I prefer playing it free for I'll have to check that out um, just to add a bit more mm. depth to it but yeah really good I had a little go at the festival that's on uh, oh yeah, I, um, I, I played through that yesterday. I have no idea what the book is going oh on. Oh my <laughs> god, it's bonkers. Yeah. Um, I've recorded the whole thing, so I'm, I'll try and edit it together and put it up on, on the YouTube channel, because it's just like, yeah, it just turns one of the towns that you go to into 
a giant festival for chocobos and and um, Muggles? Uh, Moogles. Moogles, yeah. Moogles, yeah. Um, it's it's just like full of little mini games, isn't it? Really, like waiting tables yeah. and stuff. But it's it's just like fan service to people who like chocobos and moogles. Like my girlfriend was going mad when she watched me play it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice little addition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Final Fantasy 15. I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about that when I uh, have completed it. and We can maybe do a episode on it, maybe because uh, I know you've Ooh. completed it. We should probably do a spoiler cast. Yeah, I want to talk about the end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I've I've eased up on it a little bit because I've got mm-hmm. sidetracked with other games, but. Yeah. Thanks my list. But yeah, no, really enjoying it. Really, really good. Good. Um, this one I'll just talk about briefly, which is uh, Lego Harry Potter collection on the PS4. Um, again, another Christmas present. Uh, I fired it up and done the first couple of levels. Um, not sunk my teeth into it a lot. It's not one of the original Lego games, but it's the one that hasn't even got any voice acting and things in it. Um, mm. Yeah, looks nice. Uh, it looks like they've done a bit of a... HD update to it if you like just enhanced it a little bit but yeah more Lego I've had quite a Lego themed birth, uh, birth well not birthday but Christmas um, which is great mm. uh, hence my next one which is Lego Dimensions uh, I've jumped on that bandwagon with Kev uh, and it's fucking great it's really really good <laughs> um, I didn't really I, I saw the the bits to it um, and I thought it was a bit of a uh, Skylanders kind of thing not that I've really played that uh, so you get your portal and you put your characters onto it. Um, and I, I had it just sat next to my TV and I'm a good eight foot from a TV, maybe, maybe a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, oh shit, you've got to actually interact with it. So I'm like darting between us and I've got a little table that it sits on. Because <laughs> uh, in parts of the game, like someone will, uh, uh, one of the bosses might do like a spell on you or something. Uh, and that area that the character you're controlling goes red and you have to move it to one of the other points. Um, so it's very interactive with the portal, which is which is really really good, um, and I'm loving the the blending or whatever they call it between the different worlds and um, the fact that there's one way you're fighting uh, Saruman in Metropolis, just completely bonkers, uh, <laughs> and I've got quite a few of the packs as well. Um, so I've got the the Bane pack uh, where you get his little car. Uh, I've got the Mission Impossible level pack. Unfortunately, uh, Tom Cruise isn't smaller than the rest in it. Um, and you get two vehicles with that. You get his bike and the car. But you can't build them because sh- some things it shows you how to build it in-game, not actually little instructions in the box. Um, but because that's a level pack, you have to do the level, and then I think it tells you how to do it when you need to use it. Uh, whereas the fun packs, once you put your character on it, it will just tell you how to build the add-on thing with it. Um, so that's pretty cool uh, I've got E.T. so you get a little phone with him uh, i got Harry Potter where you get the um, uh, the angler the Ford angler with him uh, and then Voldemort and you get the, uh, the, the Hogwarts Express with him uh, Marty McFly and you get the DeLorean and the, the hovercraft with him uh, and then Doc Brown and you get the train and then Mr. T for the 18 fan because the 18 fan looks fucking awesome <laughs> um, so yeah really really enjoying it um, the, it's, it, that, that one possibly if you can get it cheap enough might be a lapse game recommendation because you can do the whole game with the characters that you get if you get it on PS4 you get Supergirl as well um, but you get um, Gandalf Batman and I can't remember the girl's name uh, off the Lego Lifestyle. yes yes uh, and the Batmobile 
and you can actually do the main game just with those characters um, yeah. and there are bits where you need other characters but there is an option to hire them for um, like uh, the, the token things that you pick up um, so it's not too bad it doesn't really lock you down too much um, but obviously there are bits where you'll need another vehicle to get more of the gold bricks and whatnot. Um, so it's really really good uh, really enjoying it um, probably about halfway through the main story stuff um, just taking my time with it really I've just done the portal levels which are really good uh, bizarrely um, but yeah that's, that's Lego Dimensions I'm sure Kev will be frothing at the mouth because I've been playing that but <laughs> um, also got Batman Return to Arkham on the PS4 done all the Batman games massive Batman fan uh, and I just thought I'd punish myself and do those two again so that's Batman Arkham Asylum and uh, Arkham City uh, I've not touched City yet I've just been doing Asylum um, and I have to say that the the graphic enhancements on it are really really good um, compared to it on the, the 360 back in the day uh, it does look really really good so I'm just uh, wading my way through that again um, yeah it's not as challenging as it was the first time around kind of picking up quite a few of the trophies that I know that there and different things but but yeah that's that's really really good um, do you know what as <coughs> much as I love that series and I love Batman not the character himself because I've, I've, I think I've talked to you guys before I think the character's fucking boring um, but Batman comics and the games um, I've got Batman Arkham Knight still sat on my backlog and <laughs> dreading having to finish that game because <laughs> there's just so much to do like yeah um, going even going from like Arkham Asylum to Arkham City uh, I just felt like it lost its focus a bit. Yeah, it went a bit too open world. It's, I mean, completing the actual yeah. main games fairly quick. To be fair, you could probably do it in hmm. eight hours, I reckon. Right. But then doing all the uh, Riddler trophies and to actually mm, platinum it, yeah. oh, it's, it's a it's a ball ache. To be fair, there were like, but even the story itself, like there were moments in Arkham City that I remember really vividly, like the um, Doctor Freeze fights and um, uh, the Catwoman bits yeah. were really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of, I don't know, it's just like Arkham Asylum was just so perfect, and ah, oh, yeah. yeah, it felt I just like, felt an like open it's world been game, like, didn't it? But without being open world. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was open world but like compact. It was more like a Metroidvania sort of game really. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. But yeah. Um so yeah, uh yeah, I I like them so I'm just waiting my way through it. Um just it's mainly just to see what the enhancements were all about. Um yeah, why not? <laughs> uh it's kind of my go-to game, you know, and you you kind of just twiddling your thumbs not knowing what to do. Just like I just chuck a bit of that on. I was going to say, have they made sort of a nice improvement on the HD graphics and remaster and what have you? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I know there was a lot, or well, at least some um, pictures sort of floating around that it looked a little bit awkward or not very good. No, the only thing is, is I think that the lip sync can be out a little bit, mm -hmm. um, but you can definitely mm -hmm. tell that it looks a lot smoother. Uh, and just some of the textures as you're wandering around just look better. You know, they actually mm -hmm. pop a little bit and you can actually see what, what it's about. Uh, and even when you're in like detective mode and things, there's like a, a shimmer around the edge of the screen that you can actually 
define now. I mean, I'm not that that anal that I'm just stood staring at a wall for ages to <laughs> find an imperfection. And I, I know some people like to pull people up on those things, but from from what I've I've picked up so far, I've not really picked up any major faults or anything. Mm. Uh, just appreciating it for what it is, but it is uh, probably one of the better HD remakes because I know sometimes they just get ported over and you can't really tell yeah. much difference. Um, so yeah, that's all good. Uh, and then the next few games, just quickly rattle through them. Uh, been playing a bit more Forza Horizon Three, trying to get that completed. Uh, it's a massive, massive game. Uh, you have to get four or five different areas on the map to level five, which is like your festival camps. And then every time they level up, it unlocks more races and things. And then you've got your Forza-thons every week. And yeah, it's it's definitely a kind of a, a never-ending game. Um, but yeah, yeah, racing. I love to race. Why not? Hmm. Uh, after Mark was on about Dishonored 2 quite a bit, um, I decided to pick up... I did have Dishonored on the 360. I've mm-hmm. actually still got it. Uh, never completed yeah. it. And then... Uh, what? <laughs> I know. It's, it's my distraction. I told you this when I first joined the podcast that I, I'll nail a game for ages and we'll start off with for a few, I don't know, four or five hours and then just go, oh, I have. And then never finish yeah. it. <laughs> my, my pile of shame is horrendous. Uh, but the Definitive Edition over Christmas was very cheap uh, mm-hmm. on the 360. I think it's something like £6.50. Think it was that crazy if my, yeah. my mind serves me right. Um, so yeah, I've done the first like opening bit and halfway through the first mission. Um, so I'm just trying to pitch my way oh, through. Oh, you're after uh, the high overseer. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's one of my favourite levels actually. Yeah. Uh, as you can see, I've got a lot of games playing, so it's like yeah, yeah, to and fro. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I, I do really like the game, and I liked it when it first came out. Um, it's just one of those games where I'm like, you, you need to go back and complete it, you idiot. <laughs> Stop playing other things. Uh, it's really, really good, and you should try and go for the clean hands trophy. Yes, I think what I'll do is I'll go through it once, so I know what I'm doing, and then mm-hmm. hopefully go back and then, like you say, do the uh, the clean hands one. Yeah, uh, especially like clean hands and uh, the never being spotted trophy. I think it's called Ghost or something like that. Doing those both at the same time. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, it is. It's like it's a, it's a really big. Like they did a really good job of brushing it up, uh, making it look much better than they did on the 360. Yeah. Um, but I went to it after having played Dishonored 2, and still, despite the work they've done on it, it was like for the first like 10 minutes or so, I was like, oh, this looks a bit rough. Um, but you know, there's only so much they can do with a game that's like what five, six years old. Yeah. Uh, and it still plays brilliantly. So yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's got all the DLC. Yes. Which is all worth worth checking out. Um, yeah. Knife of Dunwall and the Witches of something or other. Um, both very very good. And then there's like a challenge DLC as well that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah it's worth worth playing through several times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. Picked up Dirt Rally again on my Xbox. Uh, the reason Yay! the reason why I say again is because I got a code off a website um, in my naivety. Uh, it worked. It was great. Uh, and this was when I had two Xboxes before I got my PS4. Uh, and didn't realise that when you... And this is a, a word of warning to anybody that likes to find a bargain and a cheap code. Is that... I can't remember the website I got it from. But the code that you put in actually tied it down to the Xbox, not your account. So I Weird. spent like twenty pounds on the game, 
thought great got a nice little bargain digitally lovely played it and then got rid of one xbox to get a ps4 i went to play it on the other one and it was like no 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 it's part and I, and I went on their customer service and said oh no it's locked to that xbox lovely so if it's got oh, that, that, one of that uh but i got some i got a, a, a voucher for christmas with uh some uh xbox credit on it so i just i needed to buy it again and Bosh my wheel out, dusted the dust off it, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, that game is unbelievably punishing. I think it's the most real uh, sim rally game I've ever played. Um, I've got it oh, on yeah, PC abs- as well. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, unless there's there's like one out there that I've that I haven't played or I haven't heard of before, but like even like the old Colin McRae games which were slightly more at the simmy end um, you know Codemasters are making games like that and uh, Toka Touring Cards where they were a bit bit more simmy but like at the time still a little bit arcadey yeah the handling because um, you could smash the shit out of your car couldn't yeah. you but then oh yeah for sure the, yeah. the handling still had an essence of arcadeness to it yes um, yeah. and I know you mentioned this on the, the last uh, episode that um, you'd mentioned my channel and it's probably one of my most viewed channels is the the setup I've done for it because there is a sweet spot for it um, yeah. and, it, and it, it does help you um, obviously my settings that are on my channel are what I like but it gives you a good starting point and like I think yeah yeah that's what I did and different things yeah, yeah I, I made a few I basically went with your settings and then made a few little changes uh, just doing the the shakedowns before one of the rallies until I got it to the point where I felt comfortable um, but fuck me, that game is punishingly hard. You have to try. I don't know if you've tried it yet. Just try a balls to the wall run, where you don't. Uh, other than restarting back to the track, you don't restart the, the actual whole track and just see how oh, far no, you can yeah. get without crashing. I've it's done great. that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Fuck me. In first person <laughs> mode at night, yeah, yeah. with just you, just all you can see is what the fog lights are highlighting, and you're going just by the pace notes and. Oh, that's why I like rally. R- rallying is my favourite motorsport, and it kills me that it's really hard to find coverage of it on TV these days. And I have to rely on the WRC YouTube channel to watch highlights after the fact. Yeah. Um, because it is, oh, it is just a matter of opinion. But I think it is the it is the king of motorsports, and it's got to be probably the hardest one. It's by sheer the fact that not only are you not racing on. Well, very rarely are you actually racing on nice, smooth tarmac. It's usually either rough tarmac, mud, gravel, snow, ice, sometimes sand. Um, but the fact it's like very long point-to-point tracks that are going to be impossible to memorize unless you've done that particular course loads and loads of times, which won't happen because they change them every year. So all you've got to go by is your co-driver telling you what's coming around the next corner whilst you're doing 60, 70 miles an hour round a 90 degree corner in the mud. Yeah, at night. <laughs> at night. Pissing it down with rain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there's, oh, I fucking love it. There's logs and stuff on the side of the road. and oh. Yeah. And they've, they've, like, they've nailed it in dirt, haven't they? Like, especially if you're doing like um, dash cam or the helmet cam and it's like you've got the roar from the exhaust and like the, 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 the rattling of the gravel hitting the underside of the car and you, you can hear the whine um, from, the, uh, from the turbo and the, the squeaking coming from the, 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 the gearbox and it's like, and it, it just looks and sounds perfect. The, the replays for it as well are really, really good. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, it's just they, they they definitely nailed it. They definitely took the time to do it because I think if I remember Trust rightly, Trust Code Masters. I think it came out on PC about two years ago, 
and the it only was, um, did it yeah, is it was, like it was, the odd uh, track. early access yeah um, early access on PC to start with yeah. yeah so I've had it like ages on PC um, and it's just nice to have it in console as well because it's a little bit easier to set it up with the wheel and things um, but yeah it, having a wheel really does enhance that game um, yeah, the I only thing one. is is you bollocks afterwards if it's got false feedback because you're constantly fighting with it and, and different things but it just adds that extra level of realism um, but yeah it's, it's, it's a great game really really good um, yeah, she probably should have been on my uh, top ten, but I don't know why it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd played it last year, I think it might have been on mine because, like, uh, I'm just a sucker for a good rallying game, right? and I've held off playing like the official WRC games because I've heard from people who, you know, who like rally games that they're pretty bad. Yeah, they're all. Um, right. And the Sebastian Loeb rally games is like, yeah, they're officially licensed but not very good. Um, whereas Codemasters know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, uh, I absolutely love it, and it's making me seriously consider spending nearly two hundred quid on a really good wheel, so I can play it properly. Yeah. Well, the one I've got, one hundred and twenty, I think. I've got the Thrustmaster TX, uh, so it's got false feedback and stuff, which is good. I've been looking at the um, Logitech G twenty nine. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the good thing is you can get all the little add-ons. I think the Logitech comes with most of them as well, so you can get the shifter. And I think it's uh, got the Logitech three pedals. comes with an actual shift. Yeah, it comes. Yeah, three pedals and a shifter. Yeah. yeah. So I can do it the old-fashioned way. That means I can play Truck Simulator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you get knackered after that as well because they've got something like twelve gears. It's forever shifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. If, if anybody's a rally fan, just go and check it out on YouTube or whatever. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend it for a, a laps gamer just because it's that hard. God. You'd get pissed I off. I wouldn't with recommend it. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who isn't really into like racing sims. Yeah. <clears throat> or uh, is like a big fan of of um, of rallying. Yeah. Techn- pro- probably you'd need to be both of those things because it is. Yeah, it, it is just such a punishingly difficult. Like even with even if you put all the driving aids on. Um, it's so easy to fuck up on the simplest of corners and end up flipping your car. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or crashing headlong into a tree. That's there, and I'm, I think there's an essence of crossplay yeah. as well because I think you can set up a uh, like a rally, uh, not a, not one stage, but several different stages, um, and then mm. I think you can sign in with your account, or I can invite you to it, and you can do it crossplay, and it just pulls the data in. I think. I'll have to check it out. Right. That'd be good to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dirt Rally, it's, it's great. Um, and obviously they're doing the, the, the fourth one as well, or whatever it'll be. Yeah. Um, there was a good article about that today on, uh, was it Eurogamer? I think it was the one I linked you to earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, about how it's it's going to have some it's going to have an option to be slightly more accessible but you can still play it uh, the same way as Dirt Rally if you want to um, but the, the big thing that it's doing is that sort of like procedurally generated tracks yes yeah that uh, apparently works really well from people who've actually seen it in action so um, yeah I'm glad that it's back on track because the Dirt series for a while kind of went a little bit silly yeah, Jim Carner like stuff. when it's yeah Jim, it, it kind of yeah Ken Block doing his Jim Carner stuff and to me that's not rallying that's just someone no, twatting around in a boy racing and over 
twatting it around <laughs> yeah, in the car park. Basically, yeah. <laughs> around quick save car park, get in. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I prefer proper rally, which this is. Uh, and the lamb, mm. is it lamb stage in Wales? Fantastic track that is. Yeah. That. But uh, yes, uh, and then the last couple of games, uh, been back on Diablo 3. I brought it on the PS4 because my mate said they were nice. going to play it. And then they fucked me off and went on PC instead. Uh, so that's beautiful. Aww. But I've got it on PC as well, so whatever. Okay. <laughs> you should uh, let me know. I've got it. I've got it on uh, PS4. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to meet up. At some yeah. point, you're going to be able to do the original Diablo in one of the dungeons. I think that's already been added in. Because apparently, someone said that if you create a level one character and go straight to it, you'll get the best experience. So it could be something we could try and do. Yeah, we could always even live stream it as well, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. But we need to go back in because they've added a PS4 Pro patch to it to bring it up to 4K. Um, but yeah, there's there's been some new content that's been added recently already. Uh, already. Uh, if it, if it, if it, if it wasn't the Diablo one stuff, then it's something yes. else. A talisman comes into mind, but I don't know why. Yeah, well, to yeah. be honest, Blizzard are always adding content yeah. to that game, which is just crazy. <laughs> it's like it's not one of their massive franchises. It's not World of Warcraft. It's not Overwatch. Um, it's, it's not Hearthstone. Twenty years old? Was it more than that? Diablo. Well, the series the series is is uh, very old, yeah. But like Diablo three is not the same. It doesn't have as many people playing it as some of their other franchises. But it does. But they just keep on pumping out free content for it. Yeah. 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 And Blizzard are fucking great. That and if you've got like Overwatch and World of Warcraft and many of their other IPs you kind of get a bit of free things yeah like icons yeah, I've got, or um, whatever I've got a set of uh, Mercy's wings yes. from yeah, yeah. Uh, Overwatch on all of my characters and um, yeah there's, there's, there's lots of crossover with other other IP in those games which is great Heroes of the Storm as well yes which, uh, I hear good things about that I've never checked never actually played no no I've only played a little bit of them have you? but it's quite a good sort of um, there's a technical term it's lane defense or something like that mm, um, a MOBA yeah um, yeah. yeah it's enjoyable um, mm, for what it yeah. is yeah cool uh, and then finally because well, again my, my friends have, I was saying to Stu before we started recording one of my mates has got a uh, got a PC back or got finally brought a PC um, and uh, it's back into the gaming scene so my mates have just been buying games like they're going out of fashion um, and one of my mates gifted me for my birthday Satellite Rain, uh, which is very much like Syndicate Wars. Um, mm. So I've been playing a little bit of that. We spent a few hours on it the other night. Uh, you control a character each, and it's up to four of you. Um, and basically, you just have to go around using the various skills that you've got to uh, work your way through the level, hack terminals, and uh, try and take people out and whatnot. Um, it's, it's quite hard to explain if you've never played a Syndicate Wars game, but... It's kind of a top-down-ish. Don't know what you call it when it's not quite third-person, not quite top-down. Like, um, like an elevated view or whatever. So yeah. Like yeah, it's like top-down and then just drag it down 45 degrees, whatever. Um, but yeah, really, really good uh, playing that on PC. Um, so yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. Not really played an awful lot of it, so I can't really say too much. Um, and then the last thing, just very quickly to talk about, because I appreciate I've been waffling on a long time, is my is my wife uh, treated me to an Xbox One S uh, for my birthday, uh, which is really, really good. I wasn't expecting it to be uh, as much of an improvement. The main reason for upgrading 
uh, is hopefully to get a bit of speed improvement because I'm feeling that my original Xbox was starting to go a little bit slow. Uh, but the main, main reason uh, is because it's got a 4K Blu-ray player in it. Uh, been doing a little bit of research because the Xbox One currently doesn't pass audio through properly. Uh, I've got quite a hefty surround sound system uh, and if it doesn't pass it through properly it pisses me off if it doesn't come up on my amp to say that it's passing it through raw and then the amp does the work that's why you pay a lot of money for an amp uh, but their latest patch which is due to come out in the next month uh, is actually putting in the codex so it will pass the audio through correctly for Dolby Atmos and different things um, so I've got that it's a massive improvement on the original one it's, it's a lot quicker it's a lot smaller it's got a built-in power brick um, and it's about the same size as a PS4 roughly um, other than it being white you can't really tell too much difference other than one slightly squarer uh, but the 4k on it is fantastic uh, I've played a little bit of Gears of War which looks great all the games look a lot better a lot smoother uh, I've been playing a lot of Witcher 3 on it uh, and again that that just in slight uplift I know that I don't think there's been a 4k patch for it but just the the console itself coupled with yeah, my TV well, it won't be is... it won't be outputting in 4k but but it, I believe it pushes out HDR yes yeah yeah uh, and it just looks great really really good I mean not yeah. that the game looks it's, shite it's, anyway but it's it's amazing isn't it it's like a game like that that I still runs at somewhere between 900p and 1080p um, on, on an Xbox One S like looks visually so much better than it would on a, on a normal Xbox One without increasing the resolution at all just by pumping through HDR. Yeah, and it's just like different things like reading stuff on the screen or whatnot. It's just a lot clearer. It's crisp and all the edges up. Uh, I've actually treated myself to a couple of 4K Blu-rays. Uh, so I've got the latest Star Trek and uh, Magnificent Seven. I've only watched a little bit of the latest Magnificent Seven, but they do both look fantastic. Um, in, in the 4K-ness and even just putting a normal Blu-ray in uh, I was watching a little bit of Force Awakens earlier today and it uplifts that again although it's not a 4K Blu-ray um, so yeah, just enjoying uh, the crispy goodness of 4K Apparently the 4K print of uh, Pack Rim looks amazing Pack Rim? So Pacific Rim. Oh, right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Down with the kids, you know. Uh, well, yeah, I do love a bit of Pacific Rim uh, and that that does sound ridiculous on a on my surround sound as well. Um, at points, it it was making my house shake. So uh, yeah, that's that's me. Uh, been playing lots. <laughs> <laughs> Any particularly that you would recommend for a lapsed game then? Um, if 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 it's cheap uh, and they've got the patience, I think Lego Dimensions you can pick it up because bizarrely on the on the Xbox One. It's something like 50 odd pounds still, but they keep doing the offer for the PS4 for about 30. Um, yeah. And just the portal alone, if you're into Lego, it'll take you, you know, half an hour maybe to build the actual portal uh, and then to play the game. And you could just do it with the characters that you get out of the box. Um, and then you've just got the option of when they come on sale or when you're ready, it's just to buy another level pack. Um, they're about between 15 and 20 pounds. Um, and then mm. that gives you a lot of content and then you can take those characters and vehicles into the other games to get you, the rest of your, your bricks and that so it's it's a massive game but there's lots of decent save points as well so there's like you'll do a little bit of a level and then you'll know when you've gone through like on the um, portal one that there was actually five different levels or puzzles to do 
and each one was an actual save point so you could just you know have half an hour to an hour on it and then come back to it um, so I'd probably say uh, Lego Dimensions it's uh, it's a hefty game but it's it's good fun right I'll route through mine then so um, first of all uh, Ali you played some of the Ferrana closed beta with me yes yeah, yeah yesterday yeah well you you got me the code as well so thanks very much for that <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> um, yeah jumped on a, a little bit on Friday evening for a bit uh, I, but I only I wasn't on for very long, so I just jumped on the um, the tutorial um, and then played through a bot match on Saturday when I had like 10 minutes to free. Um, but then, yeah, we had a, a, a proper run of games um, yesterday. An hour? Two hours? Something um, like that? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't a particularly successful run. No. Um, we lost pretty much every game. But, um, yeah, it's cool. It's like... So, it's like... Um, it's weird. It's kind of like, in in some ways, it's a bit like a Dynasty Warriors game, um, where you've got. I mean, it's different game modes. The mode we were playing was like four v four. So you pick like a a hero character um, that's either a medieval knight, a Viking, or a samurai, um, and you rush in with like a, a, a wave of like AI. Um, you know little grunts and um, capture and hold up to three control points and the other team's trying to do the same thing um, but it's like this the combat which is the really cool hook is sort of like you when you come up against another player you pull the left trigger and you lock into the, the like uh, into a face to face with them and then you holding the right stick either up left or right will hold your weapon in that in that position and you'll block incoming attacks from that position or make attacks from that position and you can see where the enemy's attacks are coming from so it's like a case of like blocking their attacks and then trying to get an attack in or like diving underneath their attack and then getting a counter attack in and um, hoping you don't come up against two people at the same time because you'll just get murdered uh, yeah it's kind of cool what did you think of it Ali? It was good I think we could both be quite guilty of saying that when we first started playing it and we got absolutely mullered the first game, we were like, yeah, this is a bit of shit. <laughs> um, but thankfully, we... Well, we we, we, we think, think that, like... Do you know what? I, I've had a little bit of think about this since then. I think, you know, we kept on complaining about certain classes being unbalanced. Um, I think it's just because we hadn't played it long enough yeah, to probably, learn how yeah. to deal with them. I think, I, I think that's the thing. When you, especially with it being, pre, I think it's purely online play. And if other people have been playing it since yeah. the release of the, the closed beta, and you come in and thinking, yeah, yeah, we'll give this a go, and then you just get battered. Um, but it, once we got into it, and you get to know the characters and things, it's really, really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Whether it's a purchase, I don't know. Um, I'd have to play a bit more. Um, I think I do think there is a few maybe balancing issues because um, there's a, a the Viking that's just got a massive axe uh, that just wields it around um, and he's he's pretty powerful uh, and the fact that you can damage your teammates so it'd be nice to have a mode oh God, yeah. where because we, we're getting used to it and we're all running most people running around there's this Viking to start off with and because he's got such a, a massive arc for his attack you're just battering your teammates as well. So there's a few times where you die really quick and you're like, what the fuck just killed me? And it's like, oh yeah, that'd be my yeah. teammate that's just stabbed me in the back. <laughs> um, but once you get into it and get into the rhythm of it, if there was a lot more people playing it, 
which I'm not sure how many people were. It'd be interesting to see the figures. Uh, it'd be really good, especially if there's a team of you. Uh, and the, the finishing in it, or execution moves are brutal as well, where you're chopping people's heads off and and all sorts. So it's it was fun. I, I really enjoyed playing. And it. it does some it does some cool, almost like MOBA esque um, mechanics as well, like uh, the Betty performing a match. Like as you as you go through a match and you get more kills and capture and hold points, like you level up, and every time you level up from like zero up to four stars, you unlock another ability on the D pad. They then reset to the beginning of the next match, so you have to level up inside the match like you would in a MOBA. Um, you get spoils of war yeah. as well, don't you? Which is like little add-ons yeah. and. But they're all they're just purely cosmetic. Um, and then as you level up the characters, I think you can. Uh, and I, I think like the spoils are like uh, cosmetic. But then as you level up the characters, you can switch out the abilities that you unlock as you level up in the match. Now, there was some gears, gear that I got which actually made you a little bit quicker, but lowered your defense and stuff. Oh right, okay. Um, oh, so it's got so it, all right. So it doesn't give you an advantage. It kind of just changes the way the character plays slightly. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right, so you'd okay. sacrifice yeah. speed for power. Or you'd sacrifice power for speed or defense or something like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it could be, um, like I was saying to you yesterday when we were playing, it could be a really cool game, but um, if it doesn't have the player base, then it'll just be bad. Uh, I also wish that the maps were a bit bigger. Yes, yeah. They just felt a little bit claustrophobic because you'd kind of like, you got usually have like one narrow pathway. Um, uh, down the middle where like most of the enemies but, but like most of the AI groups would go and then you'd have a tower either side and those were the three control points um, so you were either in one of the towers or you were in the middle of a big like battle um, in the middle and that was it and it and he took about five seconds to run from the spawn point back to the middle of the map and it's like I wish they were a little bit bigger like they are in, like in, in a Dynasty Warriors sort of game but um it was an interesting concept. It's nice to see a publisher like Ubisoft do something new. Yes. Yeah, and a bit different. And the, the guy that did the presentation at, at E3 was great. He had so much passion for it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. See what happens when you get an open beta uh, and it's just free-for-all, whether there'll be more people playing it then. Um, but it's out in March, isn't it? Or is it? No, no, 14th of February, it's, isn't it? It's out on, yeah, 14th of February, which is like, why this was called a beta, I don't know, because that game's gone gold and it's being printed onto discs now. Like, sure, they can make some balancing changes in, like, future patches, but it, I, it's, a, it's a minor gripe, but I hate it when developers, um, <clears throat> it's probably publishers more than the developers, call something like this a... Um, uh, a beta when it's not a beta it's a stress test really mm. yeah yeah um, or something like that but it's a closed beta as well you would have thought it'd be um, an open one it need as well yeah I wish it had been open because maybe then more people would have been playing it yes yeah definitely it's like yeah. most <laughs> of the games we played at least one team had players missing that were being filled in by the AI bots uh, and the AI controlled characters were good I got killed by them a few times but it wasn't quite the same as coming up against another person no 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 um, but yeah yeah interesting game we'll, we'll see where that goes um, I might pick it up at some point in the future if if there is a player base for it that's the thing yes yeah, yeah. the game's going to live or die by whether people play it if, if you can't get a match then there's no point really owning it to be honest but yeah um Next up, uh, Abzu. 
Stuart, you were the person who finally you talking about Convinced this finally when you get it yeah well I'd heard you know I'd heard people talk about it for ages and I knew it was made by the art director um, from uh, who, who worked on Journey uh, I knew that Austin Wintry did the soundtrack and I was like okay those are the ingredients that go together nicely mm. that's something I'm going to want to play nice little short game um, but anything was between was like the price really and then a combination of you talking about how great it is and the fact that it came down to like six pounds on um uh, psn mm-hmm. when yeah i picked it up um played through the whole thing in one sitting i've got to play through it again to go back and hoover up uh, the last few collectibles uh, and tr- things, yeah. last week yeah yeah um i've missed a couple of the uh meditation stones mm-hmm. and I've got to release a few fishies and find a couple of um, shells and that's about it um, yeah that game is pretty special it, it um, is have you played Journey um no but well right. I recently I think I played the demo um, way mm. back in the day sort of whenever I first picked up my Playstation 3 because I'd heard people talking about it before that um, yeah. Just before Christmas, there I purchased it because it was in the sale for five pounds or whatever. And um, about two weeks ago, I put maybe half an hour into it, um, so not really long enough to talk about it on the show or anything like that. So I've played a little bit of it, but not an awful lot. Right. Um, I won't say too much about it because I don't want to spoil anything in that. But like, Journey has more of a impactful. I can't think of a better word for it than journey mm-hmm. um, than Abzu did, like okay. in terms, like em- emotionally affecting, um, and also there's the fact that like you will be matched with someone else who's playing the game online, and you you will go through the journey together yeah. uh, as long as you manage to stay connected. Um, so it was missing a couple of little elements that I really liked about Journey, uh, but I haven't really played a game. Um, there's been plenty of games that have tried to do a similar sort of thing and tried to get the same sort of emotional impact, same sort of feel as Journey Mm -hmm. Uh, nothing's come anywhere near as close to it as Abzu did Uh, uh, I think this is probably the first scuba diving game I've ever played as well Um, (laughs) it just, yeah, I mean it's just, just, it plays wonderfully um, it's stunning to look at, the soundtrack is incredible Mm. Um, I couldn't tell you what the hell was going on in the story, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I absolutely loved it. Um, there are some moments of pure joy in that game that reminded me of certain segments in um, Journey, which I'll 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 have to talk to you about once you've actually played it. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, swimming along with a group of dolphins and then like doing the little boost so you go up to the surface and then breaching the surface and then coming back down with the dolphins and just just and even admittedly it was pre-scripted and you don't have a huge amount of control on it but even swimming with the blue whales and the the humpback whales or whatever coming up as well um, from the depths was just yeah it's stunning so it is and the little little bits where you hit the the currents and it almost becomes sort of um, Rez space harrier that sort of um, you're moving around. Well, were you trying to trying to catch the groups of the little schools of fish yes. as you're going through? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's stunning. Um, just to sit and play for what mm. two two and a half hours uh, thereabouts. 
Um, yeah, about this is about it. Yeah, yeah, um, about the same as Journey. Yeah, may- maybe three hours tops um, if you're looking around and exploring and looking for all the little collectibles. Yep. But um, yeah, it's the same as Journey. It's really hard to put into words why it's so special. It's something that you need to experience. It um, is. Yeah, the story itself is probably quite basic although i'm sure there's probably undertones or whatever that i'm not properly reading into it um but it's basically you are a diver whether you're human or alien or whatever doesn't really matter um but you go through little sort of patches of different areas of the ocean and you know part of it is that you're releasing creatures or fish and things into those areas um but you seem to be almost going back in time to a degree and um there's a great white shark involved and then there's alien technology and things as well um, that you get involved in um, yeah so I'm not entirely sure what the story is but it it, it doesn't matter <laughs> no no and stuff like that and the little areas where you'll find like hieroglyphics and pictures on the wall that yes. seem to tell the story of some ancient civilization yep. stuff like that is very very journey mm-hmm. um sort of hinting at some sort of story there but not like you have to try and work out from crude uh hieroglyphics and pictograms mm-hmm. what's you know what is going on um yeah it's it's hard to talk about i i, I think i need to probably like sit down and type <laughs> something up and put it on the website uh some of my thoughts but um yeah uh I'm, i'd be interested to talk to you about it uh in the context of journey once you've uh, once you've played that because there's some very striking similarities and then some things that they do very differently mm-hmm. but it's it's a perfect companion piece to journey um and yeah it's only takes about three hours to play which is perfect for a lapsed gamer it is um, and there's there's no risk of death no it's it's just such an enjoyable thing and even the as you're saying you know swimming along with the dolphins and the killer whales and things um but even whenever you're in certain areas and things you can actually grab hold of the larger fish and they mm-hmm. will actually swim along with you, um, holding on to them and things. You can actually get them to flip and everything. And it's just yep. so wonderfully um, designed and developed. Yeah. It's not so much a game, really, because um, you just travel through it and just experience it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's more of an experience, really, it is, yeah. um, than a game. But, um, yeah, uh, absolutely fantastic. I'm so glad I, I finally got around to playing it. Um yeah, I want to talk to, talk to you about that more once you've played Journey. Yes, later so in the year. get Journey played. Yes, later in the year we'll definitely get that done. <laughs> Good. What else have we been playing? Uh, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. I'm closing in on my um, no-kills uh, run on that, um, which is hard, really hard. Harder than it is in um, Dishonored, because it's really easy to knock a guard out and for them to fall in a puddle and drown or uh <laughs> or fall to their death by accident um uh, which counts as a as a player kill um you both played human revolution no i haven't oh yeah have you not no uh, i will have to send you my ps3 copy of it because you need to play it <laughs> it's one of my favorite games from the last generation um yeah it's uh you, you've played it haven't you yes Ali? yeah 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 I, have you played this new one as well no i want to um, right. Okay. It's just one of those games that I've not got around to, to picking up. Yeah. It's kind of it's 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 similar to the uh, in certain ways. I mean, the, the, they didn't really change too much about it. The, the setting's been changed. Um, you're not. It doesn't have the sort of the same like 
heavy overtones of like gold lights and things like that that were in Detroit and Hengsha in um, uh, Human Revolution. Um, it's more oldy worldy in a way because it's set in Prague, so there's lots of old buildings, but then technology blasts all over the top of that um, and they haven't changed too much about the mechanics and stuff you've got some new abilities that you can unlock but apart from that this, the abilities you've got are the same ones you had in the last one um, everything's exactly the same the weapons are still exactly the same um, and they've also got the same thing in that the side missions are way more interesting than the main story itself okay um, there's some really, really cool, really cool side quests, whereas the main story is, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's alright, it's a good conspiracy theory sort of thing, but it's like, um, I have already played through it once, and the ending is a little bit meh, but then the ending of Human Revolution was a bit meh as well, to be honest. It's just like, it's, it's like the perfect mix of, like, open world RPG with really, really good stealth mechanics, um, and... Yeah, I just I love it. It's really good. You should play it. And Stuart, I will send you my copy of um, Deus Ex: uh, Human Revolution. I got the director's cut uh, version on PS3, which was oh, okay. like, when the when the game first came out. It had some problems uh, in that there's boss fights in it. Um, you could spend ages specking your character out to be a really stealthy character and then come up against a boss and have to fight them yeah which is like yeah and it's just like i'm not built for this uh so the director's cut fixed that and a few other issues as well yeah. and includes a dlc so i'll get that um i have to get that sent to you okay. but yeah mankind divided is it's just more of the same it's the same as um like I was saying with um, Dishonored 2 um, compared to the first Dishonored, it didn't really need to change much because the original formula was pretty spot on. Uh, they just added more. Um, yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. Again. Um, Hitman. Hey. I've been playing some more Hitman. Yeah. Um, after I finished editing the uh, the Hitman episodes, uh, I got a sudden urge to play it again. Uh, so I booted it up, um, did the latest elusive target, and did as I always do. Uh, do you, have you done the, the latest elusive target? No, I've not. Uh, I'm not sure if I've missed right, it, okay. but no, I've not had a chance yet. No, no, you've still got a chance to do it, but I can talk about it because by the time this episode goes out, that will have ended. Um, it's set in Paris, again, surprise, surprise. Uh, and you've got to take out a guy who is there with a memory stick, but he's also part of the fashion show. Yes, because he's got a so similar like, face paint to the the main guy, hasn't he? But slightly Helmet different. Helmut Kruger. Yes. Yeah. So I thought, right, this is perfect. This is a job for Helmut Kruger. So I went and knocked out Helmut Kruger uh, and stole his costume. Went and got the face paint. Spent ages stalking the character that this character is supposed to take out, like I always do. Trying to find a point where I'd be able to take him out nice and stealthily. Um, got bored. Found myself in a nice secluded area where I could still see him and just shot him in the head. <laughs> and <laughs> grabbed the memory stick and left. Like I, I'm yet to complete an elusive target in a neat way. Uh, pretty much all of them have died to gunshot. Um... And I've ended up getting like one or maybe two stars. Um, but I've been going back to the, the very, very beginning of the game, back to the ICA training facility and trying to get level 20 mastery on um, all the levels. I'm going to work through them in order and try and get, leveled, uh, get um, level 20 mastery on all of them. Um, and eventually I'm going to try and do suit only stealth assassin on every level. 
but some of them are going to be... Uh, I think I'm probably going to just bash my head against the wall for a while and then give up, because like like we were talking about on the on the Hitman episode, like how are you supposed to get only stealth assassin on the Colorado level? Yeah, that's near enough impossible, I'd say. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, um, sorry, Stu. I mean, most of this probably sounds like we're talking in code, but um. <laughs> it doesn't. No, I have been following enough other podcasts and hearing yourselves talking about it that mm. it does sound amazing, and uh, it's possibly I certainly have a wish list and what have you. And okay, I'm going to miss out on a list of targets and things like that whenever I finally mm. do get around to playing it. Um, but again, I've never, I've played a little bit of the very, very first Hitman game, and. It was a little clunky, um, sort of back in the day, and the controls certainly yep. haven't improved any. Um, and certainly, isn't it? Um, this is, which one is the better one, Absolution or Blood Money? Blood Money, Blood, Blood Money, money by a long way. Yeah. Again, it's one of the but ones that yeah, I want to get back around to um, after having a go at. Um, but certainly, the new Hitman. It's nice to see an old series that had definitely gone downhill a little bit um being so highly so highly highly regarded again yeah yeah um it's like they were talking about this on when uh, giant bomb did their game of the the year deliberations and they finally got around to talking about they were arguing between what was going to be their game of the year hitman or doom <laughs> and someone on their point now was like can you imagine if at the beginning of 2016 i'd said the two best games of 2016 would be a new Hitman and a new Doom. <laughs> like, it's just bonkers. But, um, yeah, Hitman is fantastic. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about missing out on elusive targets because, yeah, you've missed out on a bunch of elusive targets yeah. that have been, some of them have been really good. Um, and unfortunately, you've missed out on Gary Busey. But, um, they're only about halfway through their schedule of elusive targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently like they've only released what 16 or 17 or something like that and there's there's over 30 of them planned Um, I think actually might be closer to 40 Uh, so they're still going to be going on for a long time and the good thing uh, is uh, about is that IO learn uh, from the player base how people are tackling the elusive targets and then adjust them accordingly Um, like we were talking about on on the Hitman episode about how the elusive targets used to follow particular routes and so you could jump into the level find the target and just follow them mm-hmm. uh, around one of their loops a, a couple of times until you figured out the best place to take them out and then just wait at that point and take them out um, and IO saw people doing that so went okay uh, we'll program in lots of different routes and make them pick them at random so that you can't do that anymore or <laughs> they'll put in two elusive targets on a level that have two separate routes so you can't follow them both um, at the same time and can't figure out where they're going, where's going to be the best place to do it, and so it forces you to adapt. So um, yeah, uh, they'll, they'll still they'll still be releasing looser targets for a good while. I reckon they'll be they'll you'll be able to get in on them um, right up until season two launches, whenever that'll be. They're going to do they've done a really really good job, and I can't imagine them stopping of like this sort of like drip feeding um, new content. So it's either a new level uh, or a series of elusive targets to keep people talking about the game and there's no reason why they're gonna they i, I could see them stopping doing that mm. so they'll just keep releasing elusive targets right up until season two and then carry on the same pattern with that okay two of the hitman games that i have played an awful lot of are the hitman sniper challenge that came with absolution 
Yeah, I played a lot of that. Yep, and Hitman Sniper on uh, mobile devices as well. Hmm. I yeah. would have loved another level or two of the Hitman Sniper challenge. Um, so I would have. Um, I really enjoyed that um, just sort of style of just sort of learning okay you're learning the routines and what have you and people mm. um, the way they move and things like that but just basically score chasing on the same routine or trying to um, hit certain targets and what have you on a certain run and things like that um, I really mm. enjoyed both of those particularly um, the mobile one is actually quite good as well but again it needs a little bit more variation yeah uh, I just one I haven't played I've, the only one I've played at them is the um the one that came uh, was a pre-order bonus with Absolution, yeah. um, and I played a lot of that one. Um, you've played Hitman Go as well, haven't you? Yes, oh yes, I've played that too. Yeah, um, only about maybe the Go first then. level or two. Um, certainly, oh, I'm nowhere near completing it. Oh, yeah. it's good. Yep. Yeah, it's dead good. Um, but yeah, your, I imagine your PC would run um, Hitman. Yeah, no, so. they, they, I don't think um, there'd be any issues about them running them. So mm. It should be fine. You should definitely get it. Yep. It's really good. Dead good. Un- the the official unofficial it is dead good. <laughs> yeah. Dead god. Uh-huh. It's the official unofficial laps gamer game of the year two thousand by sheer numbers um, <laughs> of two thousand uh, uh, and sixteen. Mm. Um, right, let me wrap through the next one quickly. I've been playing both Dark Souls two and Dark Souls three. So as mentioned in my confessions last week, I bought the um, the PS four version of uh, Dark Souls two from last gen I say last gen um, I was I, ca- I thought about it it's like there hasn't been that long ago um, and it came out on Xbox 360 and uh, PS3 after the new gen consoles had come out it came out in 2014 um, Dark Souls 2 was the f- like I said earlier was the first Dark Souls game I ever beat because um, I bashed my head against the first one for a while uh, and then gave up and then was persuaded slash strong-armed into buying Dark Souls 2 and managed to finish it and that forced me to go back and play uh, Dark Souls 1 again and finish that and then go on to play Bloodborne. Um, it's a really, really good game uh, and the uh, the PS4 version, uh, Scholar of the First Sin, includes all of the, the DLC, the three big, um, the Crown Trilogy DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing is uh, not only has it got slightly upresed version uh, graphics, fr- uh, the slightly upresed version of the PC version graphics, uh, but it runs at 60 frames a second, which is huge. Like uh, I'm not not in terms of like um, how nice it looks, but for a game like that that is so pinpoint, um, where you've got like iframes on dodge rolls. And things like that. 60 frames a second makes a massive difference. Mm. Um, so I played through the first air, the first main area of that until I came up against a boss um, who I had had some trouble with when I first played it. Uh, but on the Scholar of the First Sin version, um, lots of things have been remixed. Enemies are in different positions. There's bigger groups of enemies in certain areas. Enemies do new attacks. This particular boss, who had caused me enough of a headache in the original version, has a new move set and moves a lot quicker. Uh, and he just utterly destroyed me. And after I'd tried six or seven times uh, and managed to get less than a quarter of his health off, I thought, fuck it, I'll come back later. Uh, and booted up Dark Souls 3. Um, because I need to get that one cleared off my backlog. Um, first thing I noticed is that it looks 
incredibly. It, it looks m- much better than Dark Souls 2. Like, the, the jump in terms of visual uh, fidelity is incredible mm-hmm. uh, for a game that was only two years older than it. Um, but the drop from 60 frames a second to, at best, 30 frames a second, sometimes less than that, um, actually made me feel a bit ill at first because I, I went straight from playing Dark Souls 2 to going to, to, to playing Dark Souls 3 and just jumping yeah that drop from 60 to 30 made me feel a little bit ill at first it was a, it was really weird I'd never experienced mm. that before mm. like playing a game never never felt motion sick or anything like that outside of a, a, a outside of a, um, a VR game so it was a bit like a bit taken aback um, you get, I got used to it after about 10 minutes um, it feels a little bit clunkier because it's not quite as smooth um but uh, that game is absolutely stunning. Um, it's one of the best-looking games I've played on uh, on the PS4. Uh, I, what I will say is that they're not going to do it, which is a shame, but I would absolutely kill for a PS4 Pro update to both Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 mm. to up the... I don't even want better gr- visuals because the visuals as they are are fine. They look fantastic. I just want a smoother frame rate. Um, because 30 frames a second is the target and it'll sometimes hit that most of the time it doesn't um, and if there's lots going on on the screen then it's like watching a slideshow sometimes <laughs> which is a real shame because apart from that that game is is you know it's classic Dark Souls uh, if you like that series then you'll like it mm-hmm. you know um, Right, I'll finish my rambling by uh, talking about uh, the last game I've actually finished. Well, it's not really technically a game, but uh, Infamous First Light, uh, standalone DLC for uh, Infamous Second Son, uh, which we got free on PS Plus a while ago, I think, Ali. Uh, I think that's where I got it. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't remember spending money on it, so I think we must have got it free. But yeah, um, it's. Uh, have you played Second Son at all? No. No, uh, Ali. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I picked it up in the the Black Friday sales, so I'm working my way through uh, that. Not, I've not got all the abilities and stuff. The no, no, technical Dreamcoat ones and that. But um, oh, so you haven't met uh, you haven't met Fetch then? No, not yet. All oh, right. Okay. So I'm limited in what I can say then. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you play as Fetch, who is a character that you meet in the main game. Um, she doesn't stick around very long in the main game, but she has uh, hints at having an interesting backstory. And Infamous First Light is you playing through that backstory. Uh, she has. Um, so you know, like in in Second Son, uh, Delson's power is the ability to absorb other conduits powers yeah yeah a bit like rogue um, from x-men yeah yeah essentially yeah uh, and he will uh, when you meet uh, fetch you'll take fetch's power and fetch's power is the power of neon um which is the coolest one by far out of all the the, the, the powers you get in that so basically fetch can shoot neon uh and run really really quickly as just a blur of neon and it looks absolutely stunning like it looks uh, uh, second sun looked really good just on like vanilla ps4 but now it runs at um uh, i think it was native 1440p checkerboard up to 4k on the pro um with the hdr uh, and those like those bright purples and blues from the neon running and everything it's just it's fantastic uh, the game itself um, it's only about four or five hours long 
Um, the mission structure's a bit meh. It's just like, it basically plays through like a series of missions that would feel like a side mission in the main game. Um, the story's pretty good, but um, the way it's presented in gameplay is not that great. But, uh, you know, it's a four-hour open-world game, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a much reduced version of the Seattle from the main game. You can run across it in about from, from one end to the other in about two or three minutes. Um, so it gives you like the feel of an open world and lots of things to do without taking 30-something hours to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, yeah, it's it, it controls well. Uh, the, the locomotion's fun. The combat's fun. Um, the, the What I would normally be bullshit side quest collectibles are actually quite fun because they make you use the locomotion in interesting ways to get those collectibles. Uh, so yeah, if you picked it up on P- on uh, on PS Plus, uh, or if you managed to get it cheap in a sale because you don't actually have to have the full game to play it, um, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, that's probably the one that I would recommend. That and Abzu uh, are the two that I would I would recommend mm. for a lapsed game, I think. And Hitman, actually. <laughs> I'm going to recommend Hitman to everyone. <laughs> recommend them all, fuck it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not recommending Dark Souls to a lapsed game. Oh no, true, yeah, yeah, because that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, the um, yeah, infamous first light was was fun. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back in and platinum it because there's lots of like challenge rooms that I really can't be bothered with. Uh, but it is a game that's four hours long that's got a platinum. So if you want a platinum, probably going to be pretty easy to get. Mm-hmm. I just can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry for waffling, but that's yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. Lovely. So, moving on to the news, uh, who wants to do the first one? It was announced today that the father of Pac-Man, the founder of the game company behind the game, dies at 91. Masaya Nakamura uh, founded Namco in 1955. Uh, so, he's um, Nakamura, who died in the January 22nd, founded Namco as part of Bandai Namco in 1955. At the time, it started out as just two mechanical horse rides on a department store rooftop, but went on to pioneer game arcades and amusement parks. Uh, Bandai Namco formed in 2005 from a merger of two game companies, confirmed Monday that Nakamura had died. Um, So, kind of sad news to see um, part of gaming history and what have you dying, but 91 isn't bad innings. No, it's not bad innings, no. Uh, Ali, do you want to do the next one? So Square Enix uh, and Marvel have teamed up um, to give us a, a, a series of games. It's a, a multi-deal, uh, as far as we're aware, uh, to do some uh, quote-unquote big-budget games. Uh, they released a little snippet trailer uh, of what we think is going to be an Avengers game for their first game. Um, it's coming out of it. Is it the Edos Montreal studio? Um, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Idos Montreal. They're doing um, as well as working on another Tomb Raider. Um, they're yep. also going to be working on these uh, Marvel games. Yeah, yeah, working on them with um, Crystal Dynamics. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they should at least look very good. The trailer looks very good. Uh, depending on the writers and things, it, it could be a, a superhero game that a lot of people have been uh, wanting for quite a while. 
the only negative side to this is it will delay any future uh, Deus Ex game just because yeah. it's the same people that are working Ooh. on it and <laughs> uh, priorities have shifted on that um, but that was interesting that was announced uh, 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 late last week I think it was like Friday or something um, so yeah we'll have to see I presume we'll probably see more at around E3 um, of what they've actually got planned for us we'll see that we'll see a game this year depends could be interesting I mean there have been some really good superhero games mainly the Arkham games and maybe Spider-Man 2 uh, but there's been also a lot of really shitty um, movie tie-in games like the Wolverine game that came out around the same time as X-Men Origins Wolverine. I'm not sure which was worse though, the game or the film, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, there have probably been more bad uh, there was a been a number of really shit Superman games as well. There's been more bad superhero games than I think than uh, good ones. Bar Goldeneye, um, most Bond games have been absolutely shit as well. Yeah, uh, I mean the only real good games with Marvel characters that I can remember uh, probably the Capcom versus Marvel games yeah yeah um, um, so, so be interesting uh, yeah I just hope they just yeah just don't fuck it up yeah <laughs> but it, it seems like that, that Marvel have uh, approached several because aren't um, Telltale games doing a Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale, Telltale doing a Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy yeah but yeah. Telltale will do um, they'll make a game on any property they can get their hands on it seems yeah. with um, a junkie engine uh, and obviously uh, yeah which is odd <sighs> because well no it'll still sell um, Marvel's uh, for Disney um, can be very very protective of their yes. IP yeah um, and so I can't imagine they would want whatever games come out from um, IDOS to yeah. be shit because there's now three games as well from Marvel so there'll be the Telltale one whatever Square are doing and then the one that's exclusive to PlayStation which is the Spider-Man mm. one um, yeah but that's being made by um, uh, what's their names Insomniac yes yeah yeah because um, yeah, they made Sunset Overdrive on um, yes on Xbox One which is supposed to be really good and looks quite fun for what I've seen and the Ratchet and Clank games are good and you know they most used to make Spyro the Dragon back in the day uh, so they you know they, they know what they're doing with the game so yeah they're making uh, um, Spider-Man exclusive game for um PS4. Uh, for PS4 um, yeah Telltale are making Guardians of the Galaxy game uh, but didn't I hear that um, Eidos Montreal are also working on a Guardians of the Galaxy game as well I think that's one of the IPs that have possibly been identified as what they want to do it seems like it is a right. multi multi-game deal that they're going to be doing mm. um, but it, I, I don't know it's interesting that nobody's approached Rocksteady for any of it unless they've got something else in the pipeline with DC um, they're owned by Warner Brothers aren't they yes they are now yeah but is, is the yeah. game studio separate from the movie studio I don't know I don't think so no, no I think that's all. why they got the, the rights to do the Batman games is because I think those rights are owned by Warner Brothers or whoever owns Warner Brothers yeah um, is a division of Warner Brothers yeah oh okay I know sometimes um, they they can be separate, can't they? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Disney wouldn't give the the rights to one of their IPs to a studio owned by one of their competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no. yeah, no. no. Cool. 
so it makes sense but I know what you mean though it's like Rocksteady know what they're doing when it comes to that sort of game and the Batman combat system works uh, and I imagine that would work for several of the Avengers characters not all of them but um, it definitely worked for a Wolverine kind of game yeah yeah uh, or uh, or Black Widow um, yeah or uh, Captain America um, Captain America or uh, Black Panther you know any number of those characters Antan people really isn't it I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what they do. I mean, Square have been on a bit of a roll recently. I mean, they're still a bunch of dicks, but <laughs> they've been making some, they've been publishing some pretty good games. Um, if you look at last year, like uh, a new, a very good Deus Ex game and Hitman and Final Fantasy 15 and Tomb Raiders um, and Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've been on a roll. They've been releasing some good games. So I don't know. Fingers crossed. I'd like there to be a decent, uh, you know, um, Avengers game. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice if it was uh, co-op as well. So, yeah. You know, you can... A bit like a Lego game, but obviously not Lego. But, yeah, if no. you could jump in if you've all got a game and then you can all select a different hero and go and save the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, let's move on to the final news story then. Um, so, Dirt... Four has a release date, but I'm not entirely sure when it is. Uh, is when it, is the release date? June, twentieth of June. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew it was out this year. I didn't realise it was quite that soon. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Dirt Four only got announced what last week, I think. Maybe the yeah. week before. Kind of came out of nowhere. Um, to be honest, the, the rally was the same, wasn't it? It was just like, hey, we've we've made a rally sim game. It's on early access now. Go and download it. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, they just, they just announced that they're making Dirt 4. Um, not that long, what, six months? Or maybe a bit more than six months after Dirt Rally finally launched fully on consoles. They're already announced a, a, a sequel to it. Um, it's going to have... Uh, both elements of Dirt Rally in terms of like punishing realistic sim, uh, but also have an option to play with slightly more accessible control methods. Um, they've lost the right to um, real world stages though. Uh, Pike's Peak has gone because uh, Gran Turismo now have the rights to that. Um, so Gran Turismo will be the only game which Pike's Peak officially bikes peak appears in um and the actual proper world rally stages now have been are going to the the officially licensed wrc series which is rubbish so it's yeah. a shame um but it's like we we're saying earlier it's been replaced by this interesting sort of procedurally generated um system uh it's also going to be officially licensed um fia rallycross as well so it'll have it has official rallycross tracks do um, like a bit of rallycross good. yeah and it'll still have um a decent number of cars i mean i'm hoping that they fill in some of the glaring emissions from dirt rally like the old toyota corolla and toyota Celicas. and there wasn't a single there's not a single evo no but again it could be a licensing issue yeah, it could uh, be. A bit like um, um, EA until recently had the license for Porsche. Yeah. Um, and other people have now started to buy that up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and someone else had the license yeah, for Ferrari. It's, and, it's yeah. also to do with the fact that you can smash the shit out of a car as well. Um, so, like Project Cars, you can lose panels and things if you get into too much of a rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they need to 
like kind of take a, an image of the car so they can put it into the game with those panels off and different things um, even if they make it up uh, I know there are some companies that are very weary of well we don't want to see what happens if you smash the car from behind and that panel falls off uh, which is yeah. very weird because but, even if they made you know, it up but yeah so but the, some companies I think it's these are rally cars they're made to be dented yeah but then it might they're give made- away some stuff you know what they're like yeah <laughs> the most guess, sport yeah, industries are very precious thing <laughs> I just need to take some pictures from whenever any WRC car inevitably crashes because they all do eventually everyone every world rally championship driver has had a horrific crash at least once in their career yeah it's like in a ditch like with a steering wheel right? yeah yeah it's like like riding a motorcycle it's not a case of if you have an accident it's when you have an accident <laughs> yeah um, yeah I, I'm, I'm really glad uh, about that um, I mean I'm not a huge fan of rally cross but it's you know it is quite kind of fun to play yeah um there's only the four different nations of today read or is it five i think it's only four or five um, um, which is a bit of a shame because uh, the old colin mccray games would have like an entire world rally championship season's worth of of nations you know up to 10 different countries mm. um so it's a shame that it's missing that but uh it's nice to see codemasters kind of getting back on top again because they used to be the kings yeah back in the day yep um. Uh, so it's nice to see them coming back. I wonder how much of that's to do with the fact that they pitched all of Evolution staff when Sto- when Sony closed that studio <laughs> after Drive Club. If it works, why not? Yeah, why not? But yeah, more more um more dirt. I'm happy about that. Yeah. And that is all the news that is fit to print this week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was some other stuff. There's a there's a Hitman update coming, um, with the physical release with some extra difficulty stuff but you know I think we've talked enough about Hitman this week yeah (laughs) and and the two and a half hour long episode we put out it's been a dirty Hitman episode that's what it's been (laughs) yeah it has been yeah I'm so sorry Stuart that's quite alright one day we'll do a two and a half hour episode about Abzu (laughs) oh dear oh quite happily (laughs) yeah can you not complete the game in two and a half hours you can do yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) we'll just go we'll just go through it minute by minute (laughs) we'll do a director's not director's commentary whilst playing it So as you're listening to this, we will have finished our little sort of Twitter updates or daily updates for our free games through January. But if you're still interested in free games, we still have quite a lot of Steam codes to give away. If you check the Podbean notes, um, there will be a link to a Google Drive doc and you can quite happily go and add your name beside any of the games that you feel uh, you might like the look of. Um, Please obviously be... um, Restrained. <laughs> How about how many actually put your names besides? Um, we do have a lot, and uh, but we'd like to try and give these out to as many people as possible. Um, mm. But feel free um, to stick your names beside any that you would be interested in. So you can stream or directly download our episodes as MP3s via our Podbean homepage, which is lapsgamerradio.podbean.com. Uh, if you're enjoying our content, then please subscribe to Laps Gamer Radio on iTunes. Uh, all reviews are most welcome and appreciated in order to our little community to thrive. Uh, and as always, you can chat with us on social media. We can be found at Lapsed Gamer on Twitter and via Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Lapsed Gamer, uh, where our Facebook page is, I've said Facebook multiple times, uh, email us. 
us at lapsgamerradio at gmail.com and visit our blog at lapsedgamer.com where we've uh, begun finally to publish our 10 to 6 lists so the games that we thought were pretty good but not quite good enough to get in our top 5s uh, from 2016 so go and check them out and there'll be more content soon um, yeah that's it goodbye goodbye bye